This is Canna Ed. Have you taken the green pill? What's up, y'all? It's me, Nurse Erica, your favorite nurse of Canna Ed, where we help guide patients like you through their health and wellness journeys. Now, today I have a special treat for you. Straight from Las Vegas, a wealth of knowledge and just such a beautiful spirit and person and aura from the first day that we met, Darlene. And today we're here to talk all about terpenes. Disclaimer. The Canna Podcast is intended for educational purposes only. In the event that you wish to begin your medical cannabis journey, please seek a certified medical cannabis consultant, such as myself, or a medical professional, such as your recommending physician, for a personalized care plan. Cannabis products have not been analyzed, tested, or approved by the FDA. Patients utilizing cannabis for medical use should treat cannabis as any other medication that delivers psychoactive effects. This includes avoid operating motor vehicles or heavy machinery, performing child or elder care, and making important decisions. joining us today she is an advocate thank you for having us oh absolutely absolutely we we're here we're gonna just get a wealth of knowledge from you you're an advocate an educator you've been in the cannabis space in las vegas since Mm -hmm. it um, became adult use and that was in 2017 um right so right near the end of like it, it passed in 2015 okay and it's started um started integrating into 2016 but july of 2017 is when it went full-on recreational use um adult use here okay nice nice and um so you've been in the legal cannabis market since then and you have the philosophy that cannabis will change and heal people it will change the way people handle their health care Yes. So I think cannabis, uh, as I say, cannabis isn't a cure-all for everything, but it's damn close. Um, it, it actually gives you more of a handle on your way to take care of your health naturally. Um, like I, I like to say, there is no, we have an endocannabinoid system. We don't have a Zoloft system. We don't have a Prozac system and we don't have an ibuprofen system. Um, our body is naturally meant to react with anything that's a natural cannabinoid. And there are plenty of plants out there outside of cannabis that are natural cannabinoids that people use. Ayurveda, for example, ancient Indian healing um, with herbs. Ayurveda is something that works with our body naturally. So cannabis is that next step as well. Um, I think just major pharmaceutical companies have always had a major fear because people started using it and going, you know what, no. I don't need the Prozac. I don't need the Oxycontin. I don't need this. This is what I can utilize um, with like CBD, THC, combination of both. Um, And people get very afraid of that. Um, And I think that's why there has been such a long time and long period of cannabis being illegal. Um, You know, it's, it's a crazy thing, but if you start to look at where the history of cannabis is and, and why it became illegal, um, up until about, you know, the early 1920s, 
we had cannabis in medicine. Yes, we did. So a lot of people forget that, uh-huh. that before these major pharmaceutical companies started coming onto the scene, up until about 1923, we had cannabis. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, up until about 1933, um, we had cannabis medication. So it was in everything. Cough syrup? Uh, yes, everything. Um, so people forget that. They forget that um, cannabis was medicine for a very long time. They also, you know, the human being has a great affinity for short-term memory loss. So, <laughs> and uh, now that it's coming back out, people are like, oh, wow, that was, we, we, we had that? Like, no, we never had that. Oh, yeah, no, we had it. It was that. It's the real thing. <laughs> or it's, like, it's the new drug, this new cannabis. Like, no. No, cannabis, cannabis isn't new. I mean, you know, our founding fathers had hemp and cannabis farms. So how is it new? And, and they were required before America became America. They were required to grow these crops. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been around forever. And um, even for us, Queen Victoria used it for uh, PMS pain management. So <laughs> royal families have used it um, for pain management. People used it for pain management. So it, it has a steep, steep history as a medicine. I mean, ancient China and ancient Japan, same, all use cannabis. India, hashish, um, all of it. So, you know, if people look for themselves, they'll see where where it comes from and the derivative of what it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as we know, cannabis is medicine. And one of the biggest um, components in the medicinal plant is, or one of the me- most medicinal components of the plant is terpenes, terpenoids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit something about that? Terpenes. Yes, absolutely. So terpenes are natural uh, flavonoids in every plant on the planet. All plants have some form of a flavonoid to them. Um, for example, linalool is a terpene profile that helps you relax. It's naturally found occurring in lavender, but it also occurs in the cannabis plant. Myrcene, which helps with pain management and in high concentrations of myrcene terpenes, will allow you to go to sleep. It acts as the natural sedative. But it is also found in mangoes. So a lot of times the stoners, um, and I'm a very proud stoner, um, (laughs) will eat mangoes and wait about 30 to 40 minutes and actually smoke increases the effect because nursing is rich in, uh, in, in mangoes. So if you have a hard time sleeping and get a nice strain with nursing and eat mangoes about 30 to 40 minutes before you go. All right, Canna fam, let's recap real quick. So we talked a little bit about the history with Darlene. And if you have not listened to the history of the plant, our season one, uh, you need to go do that ASAP because <laughs> we really dive deeper into the history. But We talked a little bit about that. We talked about um, the medicinal benefits. I mean, one of Darlene's quotes, cannabis will change the way people handle their health care naturally. 
And that's what we're all about here at Canna Ed, really helping to guide people through that health and wellness journey. Now we talked about linalool, lavender, relaxation, myrcene, really good with sleep, present in our mangoes. Let's talk a little bit about pinene and see what beta caryophylline is all about. You can do with terpenes. Terpenes are the most amazing things um, about cannabis. Not just not just that, but you you have so much that it does, like pain, sleep. Um, it helps you relax, depression, people who suffer from like PTSD, and then it also imparts great flavor profiles. So it tastes good, unless it's pinene. Pinene does not taste good. I will be the first person to tell you that. I love pinene, but you cannot have a really great flavorful sativa um, when you have pinene in it because pinene, <laughs> if you have like a strawberry lemonade, and I go back to the strain because I love this strain because it smells great, and then you smoke it, you get that little like, like fruity flavor, but then you get the forest taste in your mouth, and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> but depending on you know if flavor is not the end all be all for you um then you're, you're not going to care because I, I i don't care um because i need to focus so if i have like crazy deadlines to meet for work and i have to get it done and i'm like ah, go ahead and smoke this and we're going to sit here and we're going to make it happen because it, it does it seriously gears you into what you're doing but also with planning i do tell people you have to be in the right frame of mind um, because pinene is a heavy head high. So for people who don't like sativas because they say it causes them anxiety, nine out of 10 times it's because they're smoking something with a high concentration of pinene and they haven't started small. Pinene keeps you in your head. So for those of us who need work to get done and we need to focus, we love it. It's, it's the best thing ever. And um, it's one of those things where you're super excited about it because you get so much done. And I tell people, I'm like, if you are a person of naturally high anxiety, you probably want to move towards hybrids, which have a nice combination of both like terpenes that are more considered more indica and some terpenes that are uh, sativa. They put them in combination together. They work out really well. Beta-carophylline is one of the ones I love. So caryophylline um, is a natural derivative of like um, pepper cloves, like cloves and pepper. Um, it gives you a bit of that spicy, spicy taste. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice, lovely, lovely spicy taste. But it's also really great uh, for inflammation. It also relaxes the body. It doesn't sedate you. But it's really great because it relaxes your body enough to give you that cool, relaxed feeling without sedation. Um, so you're just super chill. It's just like imagining yourself just hanging out at the beach. That's the kind of nice feeling your body gets from beta-carophylline. So caryophylline is just that really, really great, super relaxed feeling. But it also doesn't cloud up the head. So you don't get that super, super stony high where you can't really function. Now, if you couple like carophylline together with a little bit of pinene, you can have a really, really great focus high without the anxiety. Um, so, and people also have to look at 
if they have the ability wherever their dispensary is, look at the the milligrams. What's how much how much is in it? If it's like 0.25 milligrams, I tell people I said okay. So how our conversion metric system here in Vegas works is the decimal moves one point over, one place over. So if it's 0.25, that's actually 2.5 milligrams total because it goes 0.25%. So I teach people how to convert that to milligrams so you know how many milligrams. You just move it over. Just move it. Yep, that's 8.5 milligrams of pine Way too much if you're a beginner or you have high anxiety or you're prone to high anxiety. Then you're like, ugh. Anything between like two to about 3.5 milligrams of, of pinene is good for a beginner because it just gives you just a little bit of that focused taste without that paranoia. And if everything else, let's say you have a hybrid and it has karyophyllene, if that's like eight or nine, that's totally fine. You're going to super relax. Your body's going to be at peace. Your mind's going to be focused and you'll be able to do this. So... At the same time, you just have to know how to read. And if you have a really favorite dispensary and they've got really good educated blood tenders, ask the blood tender, like, hey, this is my problem. I have high anxiety, but I need to focus. They will find a great strain for you. Um, and don't be afraid to question it. I tell people, don't be afraid to question it. Um, Leafly is a great... Um, cannabis site. Uh, you can read information on there. Um, I run my own blog called Elevate the Spirit. It, I do the same thing. I tell people to, hey, do your own research. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to the bud tenders. But if you have questions before you go in, do some research. Leafly will give you information. I give you information. And then even strains that are really good, like one of my favorite strains is one that's like a jelly bean strain. It's a nice hybrid strain it's called jelly bean. And it's just a perfect like hybrid strain. That's actually, I call it my lazy strain because even though it's right in the middle, I'm, I'm not actually lazy, but I, I don't plan on doing anything. So it's great. <laughs> it is actually one of my, my, my nice lazy strains. It has linalool, beta carophyllene. It has a little bit of limonene in it. And I just, just chill out and just happy and like nothing bothers me when I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, my dog knocked the lamp over. Um, okay, we'll get it later. <laughs> but you get these awesome, awesome, awesome things um, and information when you just ask questions. And, and I tell people, cannabis is a space where you don't have to be afraid to ask questions because we actually want you to ask questions. We we want you to say, hey, this is what's wrong. What do you think, you know, I should use or how should I go about it? Um, there's a lot of times when I'm at different dispensaries and people come in and they're just like, I can tell that it's their first time. And I'm like, first time? They're like, yeah. That's cool. What are you looking for? And they'll tell me and I go, all right, perfect. Do you want to eat it, drink it, smoke it, rub it on you? How do you want it? And then for a lot of times people are like, oh, crap, I, I, what? I'm like, oh, we have every ingestion method humanly possible. And that's what I tell people. Like, some people are like, oh, I don't really like to smoke it because I don't want anyone to smell it. I'm like, some of it you have to actually smoke to get the best benefit. 
sometimes, depending on what it is that you're trying to accomplish, um, best benefits. Also, side note with pining for smoking, best benefit of smoking. Um, it's great for people who are entering the early phases or they start realizing they're having like Alzheimer's dementia. Um, Pining. Pining actually, because it is a surreal CB1 receptor, what it actually does in, as they start to be able to move up with smoking it, it, it starts to push plaque out of the brain. So a lot of times people don't realize that we get that build up in the brain. It's not the same as like plaque in your heart, but the brain starts cutting off pathways. Like this is your brain and it'll start cutting off segments. And because the brain, what the brain will actually do is if you're not using that segment, let's say you are a retired engineer, but when you were working, your brain was in high capacity problem solving mode. And now you are retired. So you don't need to problem solve as much. What starts to happen is your brain starts to compartmentalize things and cut other parts off. So one of the, the researcher and, and even um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I like love to follow a lot of his brain research because he was putting into place that your brain starts to compartmentalize and shut things off because you you're not using it. So if you're not using it, the brain feels like you don't need it and it starts sending more blood and uh, oxygen flow to other parts of the brain, more of your frontal cortex. So when you look at Alzheimer's patients, all of this, the frontal is very active, but other parts of the brain aren't because now the brain is like, well, we don't need those parts. That's why their short-term memory starts to become in effect. Their long-term memory is good, but their short-term memory starts to shut off. So what pining starts to do is create more blood flow through those pathways, making more uh, neurological synapses connect together so that they start talking to one another again. So I, I, I severely love that. And then for anyone who, as they know, they have a history of it in their family, smoke it. The reason you smoke it as opposed to trying to ingest it, because ingesting terpenes takes a lot more from the body unless you're ingesting it in a, a natural organic way. It has to be organic. It can't be with like um, gelatin. The liver doesn't break it down. You have to use things like um, lecithin, preferably like sunflower lecithin, not, not soy, but like sunflower lecithin. You want to use natural ingredients, like all organic ingredients, because guess what? The liver will suck that in and pass it out through the body into the bloodstream. The gelatin, because it is casein, it is not organic product, the liver has a very hard time breaking it down. So everything encased in it, you're only getting maybe 50 to 40%. Well, I'm so glad that we just talked about sunflower lecithin because sunflower, well, lecithin in general is great when it comes to making infusions, which is something that we plan on talking about in our upcoming episodes, just cooking with the plant infusions and um, a few, a few things, a few things. So yeah, oh my goodness, Darlene, we definitely are going to bring her back for a part two, three, maybe even four. But I definitely, I know too, to drop some nugs of knowledge around just being a, a woman, a black woman in business in the cannabis industry. 
you know, and I'm going to drop a few knowledge, knowledge myself because I have a few, you know, lessons and just stories and things. I mean, I'm not going to get into all of the stories, but the core lessons that I've learned and oh my goodness, it'll be like, it'll be two years hmm. coming up in a few months. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode of Canna Ed, where we will be releasing weekly to bi-weekly episodes. This pot pod is just as much about you as it is us, and we want to hear from you. So we encourage comments, questions, stories, and feedback. So please show us some love in the comments, subscribe or follow, and tell someone that you feel would benefit from a dose of Canna Ed. We'll talk soon, my friend.